have your sports curiosity cured. Bucks sports free. Nugent Hopkins boxes out two on two. McDavid with Hyman looking. McDavid can't fell out. A veteran of the sports reporting game for over 25 years. Rebound, Bryson. Cut it back. Big David, beautiful pass. Backhand score. Zach Hyman. What a look for Connor McDavid for point nine hundred. Hyman's 22nd, and it's 2 nothing Edmonton. Breaking down Edmonton's favorite teams. Ever be that flyer team again. In that regard. McDavid walks in. Feathers in front. Big shot. Sports Radio is back in the Edmonton area. This is Sports 1440 and the Kevin Carius Show. All right, here we go for Saul 84 and January 5th. Uh, minus 10 coming into work this morning. A little chilly, but how about next week? It's going to get down to about late or, well, probably minus 25 to minus 30 at night. That's what we're talking about a week from uh, today, maybe like next Wednesday, Thursday. Here we go. Winter's here. Aha, uh-huh, the weekend is here, so let's click her into Schnell. Uh, tear up the old peat patch and make a fast break to the 11 o'clock hour. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in to the Kevin Carey Show on a Friday morning. So glad you could join us uh, on your drive into work or if you're listening uh, on all of our many apps or on sports1440.ca. You can get us everywhere and uh, hopefully we'll have a great uh, four hours together. And always nice to welcome in our Friday co-host, former Edmonton Elk, former CFLer, Great Cup champion, Eddie Steele. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, boys. How are you guys well, doing? Ha- hey, Happy New Year. Happy, Yes, yes, Happy New Year. What's your cutoff, I, Eddie? I for- was going to go how, what, with the cutoff. Um, you know, right about now, after this week, you the know, Duke, heading into next week. The probably, Duke had it for uh, an in or are you out uh, yesterday, I believe, and I think he said the 7th or 6th. Yeah. So we're right on the yeah, cusp. Yeah, we're, we're there. I told Frank Saravalli earlier in the week that I'll go all the way to the end of January. He said, no way. Well, I heard that actually because going back to your intro, how you can catch us on all the different platforms and apps. I was down in the U.S. and I was I had a little bit of a drive, and I had an itch for the Kevin Carrier (laughs) show. Downloaded the iHeartRadio app. Clear as could be. Beautiful. It was awesome. So how was your little trip? You went down to Iowa? Yeah, went down to Des Moines, Iowa. Was staying with my sister. Had some family down there. It was a good time. Get the family, the cousins together. Get all the kids playing. So you left just after Christmas? Is that how Boxing it was? day. Boxing Flew day? Flew on Boxing Day. Okay. You know, pretty, uh, pretty easy travel day. One flight only. So that's huge. No layovers with the kids. Oh, so perfect. How long is the flight? Where do you, and where do you go? You go went where? to Minneapolis. Okay. And uh, we had them actually drive up uh, in the minivan pick us up at the minneapolis airport and drive back to des moines way cheaper to fly into minneapolis it's like flying to Mm -hmm. regina it's impossible and expensive well it's not the truth i mean you from here you could fly to regina and it is less expensive to fly from here to frankfurt germany literally it is it's crazy oh three flights just to get out of there to toronto or something 
Um, so it's so good that you're here on the Friday because the Edmonton Elks have been making a little bit of news here in the last few days. And uh, Farhan Lalji from TSN reported uh, late last night that uh, the Oilers would be kind of releasing Taylor Cornelius because, well, there's a bonus due. Plus, he will still be on the hook. The team will be on the hook for 100 k right? I think he's the first uh, under the new CBA, first player where the money is actually guaranteed, where they're, cut, they're releasing him, and he's still getting money. So how does that work? Do you, is it pretty hard to explain? No, it's I mean, not that hard. Typically, you cut a guy, uh, they're doing off-season bonus, say, in the next week or so. Say he had a $100,000 bonus. Mm-hmm. Well, you cut him before that bonus, and the team doesn't owe him anything. But the way the contracts are structured now, you actually get guaranteed money on that second year. So now the fact that they're releasing him, he might have been due a bonus. He's not getting that bonus, but he's got a portion of his contract is okay. guaranteed, and that's that 100000 that the Elks will be on the hook for against the cap against the cap so is it a similar situation with Stephen Dunbar but different completely gone okay yeah, so he's the t- the guy of example a where he's due a bonus next week we don't want to pay him let's move on so that's the dirty one that's the dirty one and yeah. what but it, it, it at least it wasn't super filthy at least they gave him a week out most guys not most but a lot of guys they'll call you 48 hours out and this is the one where we've talked about in the last few months where you've always said, get your money up front. Up front. The minute you sign, that's the only guarantee. Unless you're a quarterback, where, because this back-end money, it doesn't happen on a lot of contracts, mm-hmm. rookie deals and stuff. If you're a quarterback, you get that luxury. But if you're just um, like 75 80% of football players, you sign, you get as much as you can to sign your name because that's the biggest guarantee. And then also Aaron Grimes, good buddy of yours. Mm-hmm. Great and teammate. Great teammate, great guy. And, I mean, you could uh, – you see, uh, if you didn't see his posts on social media – He's going to be making Edmonton home. He loves it here. Yeah, I believe he just bought a house uh, here in, in the, the west, community. West side, I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, out west, and yeah, just he's the last uh, last standing piece from the 2015 Grey Cup squad. He's the last of us that made it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is he? He's getting up there. I mean, it's always tough when you get to that stage of your career and your life where you're looking in the mirror and you're going, "I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there." So. Does he still have a little more left to give on the field, do you think? Well, based off uh, his social media and uh, just the sentiments I've heard from uh, others that he expressed to them was he wants to continue to play and he wants to have uh, another crack at it next season, wherever it may be. I wish him nothing but the Mm -hmm. best of luck. I I know it's a serious challenge ahead of him. Knee injuries coming off back-to-back missed seasons. Uh, Knee injuries, that's tough. Uh, Having been through three knee injuries and knee surgeries myself it's a difficult thing to do but you know father time I will say the reality of football is undefeated I'm 35 years old now and you know I got out of the game at 31 and AG is now 33 and it's it's a tough game man it's a tough game I wish him nothing but success because he is a good buddy of mine uh we won a great cup we're brothers for life but yeah it's it's going to be a challenge also, you played with Charleston Hughes, who's going to be our guest coming up here at 720, recently retired. He was one of the all-time greats. One of uh, the best sackers ever. Yeah, really. You top know, five. Top, yeah, top, top five. Top five, 136 career sacks. That's fifth all-time. Having, you know, watched him from afar and get, got the chance to play with him in 2018. Uh, yeah, we'll get into it with him <laughs> because, yeah, it's pretty incredible. And just to see how he does it, and uh, he's... 
you know, a testament to how hard you work, mm-hmm. you get what you put in. But man, just the skill, the knowledge, he, it's different. You got to do things differently to be top five and longevity. What are you doing to play so long? Because we just talked about AG, injuries, yeah. short career, long career. It's it's challenge to get there. 709 in Edmonton, uh, looking for a high of minus five today. Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele back in the studio on Sports 1440. And speaking of uh, kind of coming together as a team, next week is Quick Card Minor Hockey Week, and the media team is coming together for the annual alumni media game that will be played next Wednesday at the Meadows uh, facility down in Southeast. And Eddie Steele has just said that he will be playing for the media team. So the alumni team, I think Chris Joseph's playing on the alumni team. They got to Ladislav Schmid. The alumni got to Schmieder before I could get to him to play on the... How uh, do you let that happen? I don't know. Well, I just found that out. So I think they're hurting for guys. But I'm just saying that now we're adding some beef to the lineup with Eddie. Yeah, you so, are. I, well, you know. I am committed. I am committed to coming and playing. I got the skates on the past couple of days <laughs> with the kids at the ODR, and I got the itch, and I, I'm feeling good. And watching the Oilers, I'm, you know, I'm trying to skate and get on my edge yeah. work in, and I, we'll see how it goes. And the Duke of Delburn will be playing. Brandon Douglas making his debut for the media team. Everyone is looking forward to this, Duke. Are you looking forward to this? You're the youngest guy in the team by far. I would say you're going to be logging the most ice time. Are you fired up for it? Uh, not so much about the <laughs> most ice time part per se, but uh, definitely about getting out, obviously, for a great cause and uh, getting to kind of chop it up with some people that I haven't had a chance to meet yet or have only briefly mm-hmm. crossed uh, paths with here in the last few months. So, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And the Critters are back in action next week. I think there's a chance I'm going to be going three nights in a row next week. Uh, Tuesday night Tropics, Wednesday night uh, this <laughs> alumni media game, and then Thursday night Critters down in Pinocchio. Yeah, yes. Who's coming in to work on Friday? <laughs> I'll be here. The Duke, he's Ooh, just indestructible. Hey, hey, shout out yeah. to Pinocchio too. They got a beautiful new barn. Lots of nice renos down there. There you go. There you go. I played a lot, a lot of hockey in uh, Pinocchio growing up. So text line one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. The Oilers had their skills competition last night. I'm not sure if that's up your alley. Did you know I always remember watching the football skills on TV when I was a young kid and it was more I think it was more passing accuracy. I always you remember the carts going across the field with the nets, the fishing nets or it was whatever. Better they were. Than. I think it was just great because they had 20, 30, 40 yards and the cart would go at a certain yeah. speed and the, the true distance, long distance throw. Yeah. Uh, I think they had some agility cones, um, you know, agility drills or whatever for the players, the receivers. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think maybe some shuttle drills as well. The bench press. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. Those was were good. The, old, the old days. But so last night the Oilers had their skills competition at Rogers Place. I think the best part of it all for the fans, so about a half dozen players and things, they bring their dogs out. And they have them run down, basically just a little shoot down middle ice and the middle of the ice, and it, it, they time the dog. and And I think Cody Cece's dog won, uh, winning. I don't know how many seconds it was, but it was it was fun to watch nice. a little bit. So. I, I heard it was a pretty good turnout, right? It sold out all the time, and the Ooh. best part because the money. First of all, we were talking about it yesterday, Eddie. That a lot of Oilers fans aren't able to get down to Rogers Place. The cost of tickets are you know astronomical for a lot of families. 
and there's so many people that support the Oilers, and now you can get the kids in there, and they have a chance to watch this. And the money goes to the Edmonton Oilers Community Foundation, so they make a little bit of money off of that and, nice. and put it to the right places. So Loose atmosphere, too, oh, so it's good the, for the kids. The players love it, too, and, I mean, it's just a time, you know. They, Is there a meet and greet as well? Uh, I wouldn't say a meet and greet, and I'm not 100% on that, but the, the players are very interactive. They're they're leading over the glass and giving hats and giving this and things like that. So. I will say, and just quick sidebar here and little tangent that I do love about what I love about the CFL is just nonstop access. You mm-hmm. know, I I know it's different. It's smaller. Uh, you can't compare it to the NFL, NHL. You you can't. But the the access that fans get to the players, mm-hmm. you know, and the interaction, it's so cool. Just all the time, every day, practice. Riding the elevator up and down throughout the stadium, you just you meet fans. Whereas in other leagues, you just it, it's totally closed off. You don't get that access as a fan. It's yeah, it's way different. And you can say because you know the CFL is a smaller league, and I mean in the NFL, you never you never see it. NHL, you might see it here and there in, in pockets and at times. I mean, you look at the Oilers when they have the the um, uh, autograph signing here in the West Edmonton Mall. You know, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, nice. that's a big thing. Yeah, the that's fans a big come thing. Yep. We were talking about yep. it the one time. That, I mean, fans are lined up almost the night before, yep. you know, yep. in the morning of. They're out here in the uh, right around where our studios are. They're lined up around the little horseshoe here. So NFL, everywhere you go, you're like a touring rock star. <laughs> like it's crazy <laughs> everywhere you go. Coming up on the big program today, Kevin Carey show with Eddie Steele. And just want to remind you that Eddie Steele is brought to you by Bonton Bakery. Did you know Bonton Bakery's long fermentation sourdough breads are not only delicious, but they're also good for digestion and are diabetes friendly alternative. Check out their full line of a bread in store or order online at bonton.ca. Charleston Hughes, as we mentioned, will be our guest right after the break. Fifth in CFL sacks with 136. Crazy. Mark Spector at 8 o'clock. Daniela Ponticelli. She's now in the Professional Women's Hockey League as a play-by-play broadcaster. Been doing uh, Regina Pats. She was on Global Regina Morning Show. Did uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders sidelines pre-post. Uh, did, I think, WHL. She's uh, off and running in her uh, broadcasting career. Eddie and I will go in or out at 8.40. Alain Poupart. AllDolphins.com. That's the biggest game of the week in the NFL as the regular season closes out. Dolphins and Bills. Warren Fogle, I sat down with Warren yesterday in the Oilers dressing room, had a nice little one-on-one chat with him. That'll be coming up uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. And Claire Hanna from TSN. Uh, do you know Claire Hanna too, Eddie? Was she in Regina? Yeah, she was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah at she the same was work, time. Working she, in Regina. She was doing uh, CTV, I think, then? She was probably at CTV. And uh, also, Claire Hanna, the 2009, 2009 Canada West Libero of the Year. Mm, Big volleyball player. Makes three, sense. I think two or three time national champion. Makes sense. And, I, you know, she's six feet tall. Yeah. The height. Well, but I mean, liberos are relatively short. You know, that's the the smaller, there's, there's the shorter there, player. The assist setup. The they setup are bigger setter. You know. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun with Clara. We, she's friends with a lot of like friends of mine. 
So I'll be able to grease her a bit here. Who, who was it? Uh, there was an interview. In, someone in the CFL this year, I think, where they were just standing next to each other in the TV shot. And I think she even brought light to it because she was just so much taller. It was someone really, really short. It was pretty funny. Oh, uh, When we come back, uh, Charleston Hughes, the former CFLer, recently retired, fifth all-time CFL sex, our guest, our guest on uh, the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Kevin Carey Show, co-host Eddie Steele on a Friday. And we're just awaiting to uh, check in with Charleston Hughes, fifth on the uh, all-time sacks list in CFL history, recently retired. The Duke is working on that. Uh, Eddie, we were just chatting about Taylor Cornelius off the top, and you kind of sent a, a post out on social media saying, tough but necessary. And that's the way this one kind of goes. But uh, a lot of rumblings about McLeod Bethel Thompson. Yeah, there are. We'll see what happens. I mean, there's rumblings about a ton mm-hmm. of things at this time of the year. Yeah, free agency will be interesting. From what CJ Chris Jones has said in the past, uh, they're not going to be big spenders mm-hmm. like they were in the past. I mean, the past two years. I don't think they got the bucks, do they? Not, well, not I mean, like before. I, I just I don't think that the money has been spent wisely, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, the past couple of years, just having the top paid receiver. And I get the Cornelius experiment. Uh, I thought he was going to be more than he showed. I really did. Um but and I still believe he could be a serviceable, but serviceable backup. Mm-hmm. But the money uh, too much. That was a bad contract given out, and that's the reality of it. And now because the ways the CBA works, and rightfully so for the players, which I'm really happy to see, he gets a hundred thousand guaranteed. So he's laughing. Trey Ford. So what? I mean, I thought that the franchise moving forward, their thought process. And especially what happened last year, once he went in, he was probably one of the few players, few uh, aspects that fans were talking about that said, I want to go to the game because I want to watch Trey Ford. Mm-hmm. So now what with Trey Ford? Well, this could be a, a positive sign from the Elks towards Trey saying, look, you're our guy. Like, they haven't done anything. There's rumblings again about MBT, but there's nothing there at all. There's just talk. And what would be really shocking is if they go out and give MBT a big contract, like a starting mm-hmm. contract. But I think Trey's the guy, and I think they recognize that. And Trey provided the most um, spark and wins for this organization and for CJ. We're going to change things up with our game of the day, and we're going to call it the Gamer of the Day. How's that sound, Eddie? I like it. Uh, Our Gamer of the Day is brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. And, of course, there was no other bigger Gamer of the Day in the last little while on the defensive line in the CFL than Charleston Hughes. And our Gamer of the Day is brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. They have 165 Ram 1500s all dressed up and waiting for you with an incredible 20% off MSRP, that's savings up to $14,000 as we welcome in Charleston Hughes to Sports 1440. Charleston is joining us in a five, five minutes. About five minutes oh, time. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Duke. I thought we were ready to rock we, and we, roll. We got, we, got him, we got him ready. He just needs oh. a few minutes to uh, well, he's, get uh, he's, I think he's on, the, on the go or so. Yeah, he does. Oh, uh, he's getting his hair. Well, that's okay. <laughs> I got something then. I want to do my own little version of in or out, a little question oh, that okay. I've been thinking oh, for on, you boys. Uh, with the Duke and I. With the Duke oh, and you. Okay, well, yeah. we got five minutes. Here sure, we go. go for it. So in or out, let's say, <laughs> because we haven't brought up any, 
Oilers, and holy, we're talking CFL, and I love it. And who am I to shift to some Oilers talk? But in or out, uh, within the next four games, the Oilers will have their first 10-game win streak in, what is it, team history? So in four games. In the next four games, because they're at six. That means they have to beat... Ottawa on Saturday, and then win all three of their road games on the upcoming road trip, which is Tuesday in Chicago, Thursday in Detroit, and then Saturday in Montreal. So-so competition. (laughs) In or out? Well, let's go. I'll go in, Duke. Duke? Uh, I'm out there. (laughs) I've been a a staunch supporter, and uh, yes, the competition coming up is almost a little on the lax side, which... Mm -hmm lets me think that maybe they might be due for a bit of a letdown spot here. I don't know against whom, but uh, of the next four games, I think one of them will be so one will be a loss. They play well in Detroit. Chicago sucks. Mm-hmm. And Montreal on a Saturday night. Big game, where, big market. Where Connor McDavid and guys like Leon Dreisaitl and Darnell Nurse get to play in Eastern Canada. Is that Hockey Night in Canada? That's Hockey Night oh, in Canada. Man, they're showing up for that. They're showing up for that. Well, we talked about this earlier. I wouldn't have been surprised. So they have 11 games in the month of January. I said they could win 10 of them. I heard that. Yeah, I did hear that, actually. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, the I'm, schedule sets up for them, Duke. I'm going to say that they, uh, they lose in Detroit. In Detroit? Yeah. Something, something wacky. I don't know. Detroit's been out west here, I believe. Uh, just got home, so they've been traveling around. Uh, last night in the NHL, by the way, some critical games with the Oilers, and everything seemed to kind of go the Oilers' way when it goes on the, the out-of-town mm. scoreboard. Calgary beat Nashville, and the Oilers are chasing Nashville. Calgary now tied with the Oilers with 39 points, but that's a team that is surging as well. The Flames are playing extremely well. Uh, also last night, Seattle beat Ottawa, and that's the team coming in here on Saturday. Florida beat Vegas. That's another team the Oilers are chasing. Detroit beat L.A. in overtime, uh, or shootout, pardon me. So the Kings do get one point. Minnesota lost to Tampa Bay 4-1. Arizona lost to the New York Islanders 5-1. Vancouver lost to St. Louis 2-1. So there you go. Things are The Oilers things are, are climbing. Things are turning up oil. Those Orange loser points. Mm. Loser uh, points are good. Yeah. You know what? I just got to make it do a quick thing here uh, just to make sure. You like them, Duke? How come? The loser points? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm okay with the loser point, but I am in favor of it moving to a system where a regulation win is worth more. Because um, there is something to be said about getting to, uh, you know, if you come back and tie a game late, there's some sort of reward for that. Uh, and yes, it is a loser point. That is really the only justifiable thing to call it. So as a... As, as a result of that, I think like a regulation win should be worth three. Basically, like each game should be like, why is all of a sudden certain games just because they go to extra time worth a different, like there's a totally different amount of points allocated in the game. It's There should be three points available in every game, three for a regulation win. They're split up. You're slightly punished for having a game go to overtime as the victor, but also uh, rewarded as the loser. So uh, that that would be, if, if you're going to have overtime points, then just make a regulation win worth three. Mm. I'm with you on that. You, you just look at some of the records here. Seattle, nine. The Kings, five. Six. The Kings, six. Vegas, five. Oilers sitting with one. You know, it's just, eh. Stacking up points. 
Right now, the wild card looks like so. Nashville with 43 points. Seattle, now six wins in a row. That's the same as the Oilers. Seattle and the Oilers are the hottest teams in the NHL. So Seattle bumps Arizona out of that wild card spot. Seattle moves into number 41 uh, with 41 points to number two. Uh, the Oilers are now two points back of Seattle in the uh, wild card. Same with St. Louis. And Calgary, it's it's going to be a tough, tough race, and you can't afford to go and have any other like little blips on the radar. The Oilers had their blip. Other teams haven't had that yet, and that's teams like uh, Vegas had a tiny one. You know, they got out to such an incredible start. Vancouver hasn't had their no, little. They haven't, they haven't had their little blip yet. What's so crazy to me, Kevin, is how the Oilers are essentially the same record they've been the past two years. It, that's yeah. mind blowing to me. After 34 games, they had the same amount of wins. And if you looked at the beginning of this year, well, it got a coach fired. Yeah. It got a coach fired. And they have the same amount of wins after 34 games as they did mm. uh, the previous two seasons. When Jay Woodcroft came in, you know, they caught fire. I would expect that the Oilers will have a similar second half as what they've had in the past exactly. couple of years. The the players are here. They still have to make some tweaks. There are some... <sighs> There are holes in the lineup. Everyone knows that. There's not enough depth in the bottom six right now. Dylan Holloway is down on the farm. If he comes back, by all accounts, he's... Here's the thing. He's kind of learning to play center at the professional level right now, which is... It's tough. It's tough. Speaking of center, McLeod to wing. McLeod to wing. Playing. He's playing great along with Fogel, and we'll hear from Warren Fogel a bit late. Hey, finally, we got uh, Charleston Hughes on the line. And once again, uh, our gamer of the day... Brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Visit them on the tail end there, north side of St. Albert Trail in St. Albert. Wonderful facility, wonderful building, wonderful staff. Uh, go see Brad McCrory. Tell him KK sent you. What Charleston, you man, you're late. <laughs> Breakfast sandwiches on you, bro. Oh, man. <laughs> I ain't making no breakfast right now. <laughs> uh, Charleston, you're with Kevin Carius, uh, your old teammate, uh, Eddie Steele, uh, on Sports 1440. Welcome to the show. Uh, how you been keeping? How are you? Hello, Charleston. Are you here? Yeah, I am here. Okay. Yeah, what's going on? Just, just Yeah, we're just trying to hook up here with you. So uh, it's been a busy week for you with sort of an announcement uh, that you just did on social media. But a wonderful career. You played with Eddie Steele, first of all. You played with Eddie. What do you remember playing with Eddie back in Saskatchewan? Man, I remember Eddie being a being a vocal leader. Man, he, we didn't have you know a lot of time together, but we had enough time for us to get to know each other. Him get to know you know what I'm all about on the field, and me get to know what what he's all about in the field. And you know what, seeing that dude and how he prepares every day and how what kind of intensity he brought to the game was amazing. Chuck, man, I mean, the feeling's mutual. We got to, to play that one year together, but I got to watch you from afar, actually pretty near to being uh, the Eskimos then and you being down with the Stamps. Just want to talk about your career and just coming up to the league and entering the league and how'd you get into the CFL and get that first opportunity with the Stamps? Because weren't you cut originally? Yeah. Well, the thing is, is, man, back in like 2008, you know, I ended up uh, tracking down John Murphy somehow. When I was coming out of college, man, um, it was a situation where I was, you know, an All-American at a D2 school, and all these bowl games were going on and stuff like that, and I wanted to get in one of these bowl games. 
But literally, I know John Murphy was the the leader of every bowl game. He got to individually pick each and every athlete that goes to all these bowl games. So I tracked John Murphy down and found his AIM account, his email, (laughs) his address, you know, his cell phone number. Like, I was calling this dude on every avenue possible trying to get into a bowl game. And I ended up going to an Arena One workout and, you know, Ended up testing real well. Ran like a four four five two four five flat at this arena workout. I was the best defensive lineman there and linebacker there. But the problem is, is in arena football, you got to be a kind of a bigger guy. So all the guys told me that I was too small <laughs> and I was too little to play. But I ended up hearing, you know, John Murphy speaking to somebody else, introducing himself, and I ended up looking, going like, "Oh." Hold up. It's the dude I've been tracking down all this time throughout my college career, John Murphy. I waited around for him. I, mean, I sat there and just waited for him to come to get done talking to this guy and walked up to him, introduced myself, and told him, like, you got to give me an opportunity because I've been tracking you down all this time looking for opportunities to play football, and you kept turning me down. Like, you can't turn me down right now. <laughs> and he gave me my opportunity with Calgary. and. You know, I ended up going to camp with those guys, <clears throat> ended up making it all the way down to the wire. It was a numbers game, you know, like for most people, and I ended up getting cut and sent home. <laughs> <laughs> Charleston Hughes, our uh, guest on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports 1440 with our co-host Eddie Steele. So you finish with 136 career sacks. That's fifth all-time behind uh, only four players, obviously, James Quick Parker, Bobby Jurison, uh, one of the all-time greats in Saskatchewan, Alfred Payton, and Grover Covington. What does it mean to you, Charleston, to be number five on that list with some just incredible, incredible players in CFL history? Man, when you really put it all into perspective, man, I'm mentioned with some of the greats that played in the CFL. And, you know, the even more you know, crazy part about that is, is none of them had to deal with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when you really think about it, like me losing a year at such a pivotal time when I potentially could have been chasing down that number one spot, mm. you know, if COVID never wouldn't have happened, you'd probably be talking to at least top three all time right mm. now. But because of COVID, I settled for five, and five is still a great accomplishment in my eyes because I'm still mentioned among some of the greats that came through the CFL. Yeah, it's amazing. That year in 18, 2018, what did you go for? Didn't you have like 14 that year? Oh, yeah, I had like, I think 16. Six, yeah, it, it was so remarkable, you know, like, and just keeping it real, like, I was old in the locker room that was my ninth year and you were older than me (laughs) and like man like the production because football is all about production and to watch you produce the way you produce and just like I said I watched it from afar when you're with the stamps your whole career and then to see it up front man it's quite something tell the listeners and if there's any young kids out there listening a couple of keys to your success, Chuck. What are some of the things that not only helped you in the pass rush game, because that's what you were, you were a pass rush specialist, but the longevity game in football too? Man, really what it comes down to is making sure you do, you're do. you doing what you feel like 
benefits your body the most. Um, when it came to like off season, man, I train harder than anybody else in the off season. I do stuff that, for one, keeps me mentally stimulated to train, and for two, that just keeps me physically strong in the places where I know I, I need it the most. So for me, it was massage therapy. It was chiro, chirotherapy. It was making sure my 10-yard burst, my 20-yard burst speed was always 100% key for me. It's making sure I was quick in 10 to 15 yards. Hmm. If I could be quick as anybody 23 years old, in 10 to 15 yards, nothing else matters because that's where I, that's where my, where my realm is, is in defensive line, quick burst, quick get off the ball, go win fast. So Charles, my focus was on that, really. Charleston Hughes, our guest on Sports 1440, mm-hmm. Kevin Carey, Sadie Steele. Uh, Charleston, your signature celebration was the surfboard. You used to call it surfing on the prairies, uh, among other things. Where did you get that from? I believe it was in Philadelphia. Do you remember exact the exact story behind it? <laughs> Man, really, I took it from um, I took it from a kick returner named <laughs> Quentin Dimps. Oh. I seen him score a touchdown before, and I seen him do this like little shimmy surf kind of dance, and I was wondering to myself like. He just did that out of the blue. Like, I don't even think he was paying attention to him actually doing that. And it was something that I've actually done in pictures before all throughout my college career every time I, uh, you know, made a tackle or got an interception or scored a touchdown. It was something that I actually did. And I was like, man, I should just turn that into more of like a a stamp or, you know, an actual signature. Like every time I make a, a big play or every time I sack a quarterback or every time I make a, a game-changing play, bam, always put your, put your stamp on it. <laughs> and a little unknown fact that people don't know is uh, you're a really good snowboarder, aren't you? Yeah, man. It definitely ain't, it definitely ain't surfing. It's snowboarding. So a lot, of that, a lot of people think it is surfing, but it's actually snowboarding. <laughs> That's cool stuff. Uh, Charleston Hughes, our guest on Sports 1440. When you announced your retirement earlier this week, I guess, on social media, you made mention of uh, a lot of people that helped get you to where you are and uh, helped you along the way. The one person I wanted to mention in particular, because he spent a lot of time here, was Rich Stubler, who passed away in August. How much did Rich Stubler mean to your career, uh, you know, to get you where you uh, ended up to be number five all time. Man, he was very influential in me being an older player, him being in the league with players that played in the past that were, you know, played into the late 30s. He was kind of influential in giving me that push, telling me, like, look, Charleston, you're an older player. You obviously at some point going to slow down. So the thing that you want to focus on, like I've told every other older player, you know, in my in my years of coaching, is to be aggressive, attack, and just do what you do. And he gave me the confidence, man, to just know that, you know, I know, know what my abilities are. He knew what my abilities are. He knows how to benefit me the most. And he gave me the freedom to just go win. I don't want you to worry about nothing else. I don't want you to think about nothing else. Just go in. 
<laughs> so, CJ, I want to talk about, or sorry, <laughs> Chuck, I want to talk about another coach, and, and that's Chris Jones, CJ. Uh, you know, you had him as a defensive coordinator back with Calgary in the past and then competed against him a lot when he was with the Eskimos and then the, the Riders, and then he was your coach again with the Riders. Just talk a little bit about him as a coach and what makes him such a player's coach. Really, I think what makes you know Chris Jones such a player coach, man, is he found the best in giving someone an opportunity. He found the best in me from moving me from linebacker to defensive end. And that was probably the pivotal moment in my career where it was like, man, seeing all these receivers in motion as a linebacker, if you're not used to it or you didn't do your research, you know, it's kind of overwhelming. And it was overwhelming for me. So when he ended up asking me, can I pass rush? And I just said, I don't know, but I'll try. And it was that moment right there where it kind of unlocked something where I didn't have to think as much watching receivers. Chris Jones unlocked that for me. Um, and I never would have found that ability if it wasn't for him. Charleston Hughes, our guest on Sports 1440, just uh, recently retired from the CFL after a long and distinguished career. Uh, what will you miss most about not playing? Um, I don't know, man. It's That's a good so question. Much. Like, It is a good question because basically it's just the whole aspect of the game, man. I missed, I'm probably going to miss suiting up. I'm going to miss the preparation. You'll miss, miss the roar. You know, the, the, the roar, the camaraderie with my teammates. I'm going to miss just just being able to walk out on the field before every game, which was my ritual, and just look around the crowd, embrace the energy. You know, say a little prayer to myself. I'm going to miss all those moments, man, because I'll never have another opportunity. And I was thankful for every single game that I've ever played, every single fan, you know, my family that kind of dealt with me being away the whole time. The thing is, is I'm going to miss all those moments because it was the height. It was the height of my career, really. Got a text coming in from... uh... Triple P says, as a Riders fan, I have fond memories of Charleston Hughes playing for the Green and White, a great person with personality and an outstanding player. All the best in retirement, CH. Um, so one other thing, uh, Charleston, that we wanted to discuss, what's going to happen in, in your future? Do you have any sort of a game plan down the road? And would that plan include the possibility of coaching? Coaching is definitely, you know, something that I do have lined up in my future. You know, I have been coaching my whole entire CFL career, it feels like. <laughs> like, I spent a lot of years, you know, training, you know, defensive end, you know, trying to help them see the field the way I see the field, trying to help them see pass rush the way I see pass rush. You know, I'm, I'm very influential when it comes to that aspect about you can look at every other end in this league and they've tried to emulate what I do. But until you play with me and you've heard me talk to you direct, then you won't really know. So coaching is in my past. Right now I'm on a I'm on a journey of, you know, working in project management right now. So I'll just continue doing that, coaching in the business world basically, and keep moving forward with that. Hmm. That that's pretty amazing actually, what you were just talking about, how influential you were. And I just gotta say 
most guys are pretty selfish players. They're looking out for themselves, trying to get their numbers. Uh, but you are a very selfless player in the fact that you are always coaching the young guys who are out there trying to take your job. And you were trying to spit as much knowledge as possible to them. And you're right, man. Like, you watch, the, look at the tree of guys that you've touched across the league. Sean Lemon, Odell Willis, Ja'Gary Davis, uh, Florian, uh, I, I'm not even going to pronounce his last name, <laughs> out in Toronto. Uh, all those guys, man. Like, you, you've you actually been a part of all of their careers. It's pretty remarkable. All the top pass rushers in today's game. It's pretty cool, Chuck. Yeah, man, I've had an opportunity to kind of touch them all when it comes to Willie Jefferson, all those guys. Yeah, I've Willie. Had an opportunity to kind of, you know, lay the roadmap out for them, show them this is how it's supposed to be done. This is how you should watch film. This is how you should attack guys. And I continuously talk to those guys on a regular basis and let them know what I still see. I text them at halftime and say, look, man, this is what you need to do better. And they go out and emulate that. Mm. It's awesome. Hey, Charleston, I want to thank you for your time this morning. Really appreciate you coming on. All the best in uh, retirement in 2024, and uh, really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. I appreciate you. All right, Eddie Steele. <laughs> Congrats, Chuck. <laughs> appreciate it. <laughs> That's uh, Charleston Hughes and our gamer of the day. Nice to switch things up from our game of the day to our gamer of the day. And Charleston Hughes definitely was the uh, gamer of the day in his time in the CFL brought to you by St. Albert Dodge. Uh, over 300 new Dodge Ram and Jeeps available, 0% financing up to 72 months on select models, 0% also available on Ram 1500s only at St. Albert Dodge. Dot com. Yeah, I, I love your tree analogy. You always talk about the Bill Belichick tree and other, you know, influential people in the football world. There's another good example right there. It really is, and it's a testament to character, you know, and just who a guy is. Because, like I said, a lot of guys, and I've been there, where you're just always just worried about yourself, staying mm -hmm. in your lane, trying to get your contract, you're fighting for your next contract, you're fighting for a job, and you're not oftentimes willing to help the guy who's trying to take your job, but he always was. He, he was a coach. The fact that he said he's been coaching his whole career, I witnessed it. Me and him were the leaders in the defensive line room. We were both captains on the defense, and rarely do you have captains that are both from the same position group. Normally you'll take one from each phase of the defense, but me and him were both captains for that reason because – we did things the right way, and, mm -hmm. you know, that's good leadership. That's a team guy. Uh, still lots more to come on the Kevin Carey Show with Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right. Welcome back to the big program. A little late on the 740 break because Charleston was just a little uh, little tardy on his uh, 720 uh coming in for the interview but uh text coming in one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. got to get this one in duke we have to it's your buddy the king of fort nasty text in it was surprising to see cody cc beat out bouchard and kulak for the hardest shot at the order skills competition last night almost as surprising as the time the duke beat margaret and elsie for first prize at the delburn seniors home annual crochet bee <laughs> have a great day boys go broncos cheers the king of fort nasty and he's the guy that stood you up in Fort Sask. It's true. 
Uh, but hey, I, I look forward to these messages uh, from the King of Fort Nasty every morning. He's he's creative, he's clever, and he I mean, hey, maybe some of them have actually very oddly true uh, ring like sentiments uh, in them. Uh, this one not quite as much so, but I appreciate it all the same. I don't know if there's uh, much going on at the seniors' home in Delburn. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually don't even know if I could tell you. If, I'm like I'm sure there technically is like an well, a senior living place, but it's not like a real seniors home because Delburn's too small to have the people there to yeah. operate it. Uh, our buddy Bob is texting in. <laughs> he wants to have this. Uh, I don't know whatever something a KK off or something. He <laughs> he, he was all over me. I, I guess this was yesterday too. Check beats Canada. Can I beat Kevin? I think so. We don't even know what he's beating me at. And then he says another ooze from Kevin. That's how confident he is. It, it, we don't even need to lay out the rules yet. He knows he'll beat you regardless of whatever we devise up. I just think Bob should come here on a Friday at between 7 and 9. At least we got Eddie here for some muscle. Who knows? Just Bob in comes case, in here. Yeah. Who in Bob case. is. You know. Just in case. Come on, Bob. Bring it on. I like it. Uh, Northside Norm says, I was playing poker next to Charleston at the Elbow River Casino on the eve of the Labor Day Classic years ago. I tried my hardest to get him drunk, and he was getting cross-eyed for sure, but he still kicked our butts the next day. <laughs> uh, I believe it. <laughs> getting cross-eyed. <laughs> Do you play poker? No, 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 I'm not a big poker guy. Uh, I, I'm a donation bin when it comes to <laughs> poker, man. No, thank you. Well, we might have to get the 1440 poker game going then. If you're the donation, no, man. sir. I've learned. I my wouldn't lesson. trust Duke. Duke would be. Oh, he's a sniper. Slippery. Yeah, he's a very sniper. slippery. Yeah, when it comes he, to he is that type of guy. Cards, gambling. Yeah, yep, you know. yep. He is that guy. Schemes, fantasy. Yeah, yeah. He just all schemes. Of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a number Plans. guy. Always plotting. Yeah. Yep. Sounds like when uh, Costanza was at, at the parole in the the warden's office. What's she up to? Ah, uh, you know, meeting her old pals, the gang. I say, you know, schemes, plotting, <laughs> you know, plans. Uh, we had a longer break the last time just because Eddie uh, and I went on a little longer with uh, Charleston, so we're going to have to cut this segment a little bit short. Top of the hour will be uh, Mark Spector from Roger Sportsnet uh, on the mark, as he usually is at 8 o'clock every day for uh, Booster Juice and uh, Daniela Ponticelli. So you did some work with Daniela over the years, quite a lot of work with Regina, in Regina. Well, not in Regina, but with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Yeah, the past stuff. two years she is was uh, hosting the pre- and post-game show mm-hmm. uh, on the radio for the Riders. So yeah, the past two years and I had a, a segment on the pre-game show. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we probably had done uh, at least 50 plus uh, radio interviews the past couple of years. It's a good little couple hours for you. You got Charleston, an old teammate, yeah, you got yeah. kind of a easy prep broadcasting partner. Easy prep. Uh, later in the show, uh, Alan Poupart from alldolphins.com, Warren Fogle, uh, one-on-one I did with him yesterday, and Claire Hanna from TSN. Top of the hour, it'll be Mark Spector from Rogers Sportsnet. Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by First Round. Watch NFL football at First Round. Tomorrow, a couple of games, and then Sunday, you could win a trip to watch your favorite team next year. Here is the Duke.